You're listening to the MLS Fantasy Insider, bringing you weekly tips, tricks, and advice for the official MLS Fantasy game. Hello and welcome to episode 30 of the MLS Fantasy Insider, our preview of round 23. This episode is brought to you by Selfies with Fantasy Players, Opportunities Beyond Fandom. Uh, no, no, actually, uh, brought to you by the amazing MLS Fantasy Insider patrons. And it's because of you that this project is still going. Thank you so much. Uh, you can learn more about our Patreon project at uh, patreon.com slash MLSFI. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLSFantasyBoss.com. And tonight I'm joined by my partner in fantasy, Ashley Savage. How are you doing, Ashley? Doing okay. I'm doing okay. Still emotionally recovering from yesterday. I understand. This this was definitely an emotional week for both yeah, of us. Both of us. Uh, pretty, pretty, All pretty what rough. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Blaine, Blaine had it lucky being on a bye yeah. this week. Um, yeah. So a couple of little updates here at the top of the show. One. Things got a little bit weird uh, because of the storm that came through to California. Our thoughts are with you all out there. Uh, that did impact some of our posting schedule as well and made some things weird. Still got the Discord player poll out there. But it was definitely a little bit weird. Also with players actually coming in and being added to the game, uh, not all of them ended up where we thought they would be. Yeah. And one in particular, Ashley, yeah. did you want to brag about? Oh, yeah. I'd love to. Um, uh, we had a really you know tough emotional day in my household uh after the game last night and as my husband and i were preparing to leave with our six-year-old son in tow throwing a full tantrum um well past his bedtime uh i spot brooks lennon just standing in the sounders concourse talking to some sweet looking older man and i thought you know what i just got my heart and soul shattered by his team I'm at least going to go say hi to him because he is one of, I'm going to say what top five favorite fantasy player for me the last few years, easily in, in that list. De- definitely lower than Breck Shea, but yeah, I mean, Breck Shea is number one on my list every week, no matter where he is or isn't currently playing professionally. Um, and yeah, so I've hopped over really quick, apologize for interrupting and just told him that exact thing that uh, he, I play a lot of MLS fantasy um and he's one of my favorite players just not today and he asked if we wanted to take a picture and i took a quick picture immediately sent it to patrick first before anybody else um and then came back to my husband who said what who are you talking to and i said brooks lennon (laughs) and so he was very lovely and very nice um and what wasn't nice was the 11 points he put up on um, my team but still it was really fun and hilarious to see him just standing around in the you know, Seattle den. It was. Ashley sent us a little picture in in, uh, in our Twitter chat, and it was like, oh, well, interesting. We'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, you also got to see the debut of Rossi in in my game, which I will yeah. talk about in momentarily as a midfielder, which I did answered your prayer. I don't think we've gotten to talk about that since since the last broadcast. I talked about it a little bit in Discord to mixed reviews. Um, some people were pissed, and some people were not. But yeah, I mean, I don't know what what karma I had to pull that off. I understand why for some people they don't like it from the point production wise. Um, I mostly just didn't want him listed as a forward because I don't want to pick up him and Cucho. I don't want to waste two forward spots, right? You only get three. Um, So yeah, I, I have no idea. I didn't send it. You know this. I didn't say anything to Skylar. I didn't say anything. We talked about it. I think before the show or after too, where, you know, you guys were just like, there's no way. That's ridiculous. And Ashley, you're ridiculous. And I was like, I know. I think I was the biggest no way. Yeah. I, think, I, don't, I don't know if Blaine, I mean, Blaine came along, but I was like, no, no, no. There's no there's way. No there's way. absolutely no Yeah. Way. And like I said, I didn't advocate for it in any way. <laughs> I don't in no. any way imagine I have that sort of pull. Um, but yeah, I was uh, absolutely blown away to see to see it. So we'll see we'll how see. it produces. Yeah. I, I. Yeah. And I'll make some comments about that. I'm sure others, yeah. of course, were watching, were watching that game. Uh, and so, Chanyo, feel free to put some of your comments in chat but um please do keep in mind i made a mention of this in in the twitter post the the episode that we had last week came before everything got added so mm-hmm. as is the usual fun of doing this episode on the monday after games have ended when it's still very much just trying to sift through all the fallout uh, that was not information that we knew and we're just kind of taking our best 
shot at where some of these players were going to be. So uh, definitely a surprise. It was definitely not a, a great fantasy option, but is something that we will talk about going forward. So let's just get right into talking about some of our expectation versus reality from uh, this round 22. And for me, I felt like I had a lot of fail here. I, I ended the round with 84 points, just a mixed bag of people in in general. I did have both Coronel and Tolkien on my bench. At one point, I had uh, three New York Red Bulls on my bench. We ended up putting in Barrial at the last moment just to see um, what might happen there. So he stayed there. I also had a Minnesota forward, which I did not like. So I actually added in, uh, I, I had factored in two players for, for my switcheroo, and I did not like any of the options with Barrial's one uh, and, and my two points coming from Minnesota. And so I just threw in, in Brian White and got four points out of that. So that was better than anybody from my bench. So I, I was pleased with that little last-minute substitution. And Larea did not come in for me at all. Neither did yeah. uh, Reynoso or Acosta, but everyone else was okay. My last-minute addition, thanks to Ashley, thank you much again, uh, was I w- I didn't had not seen the lineup and did not realize that Gold was not starting. Mm-hmm. Who was my captain? Mm-hmm for the round, yeah. uh, which Ashley gave me the heads up. And literally the text was, you've got five minutes. <laughs> and so I threw in Almada and gave him the captain. And he was like one of my highest scoring players. So yeah. it I could have could have done worse. But uh, 84 points, not, not a fantastic round. Um, 319 on the week, 81 overall. So kind of a, a rough re-entry the fantasy but it was it was a difficult round um i have a few expectations and realities here of course i had to talk about the columbus cincinnati hell is real derby it is derby whenever i'm talking about it and i expected so much more from cincinnati in this game but the reality was like yeah the the lack of starting of our starting defense options and solid depth really took its toll i think in this game and I, I won't put it all that way. Columbus came out and just outplayed us at every moment of the game. Uh, some amazing performances by Celentano kept it at 2-3-0. Felt super bad about that last goal. But um, he was definitely one of the standout points for Cincinnati to keep it as low as it was at times with some fantastic shots. So um, credit there. But yeah, just the lack of depth really, really hurt. So... What I was really looking for this game, though, was how Columbus was going to look without Zella, how that playmaker spot was was going to work, and how Rossi might factor in to that and what that fancy potential was. So for me, Rossi is not a like-for-like swap with Zella, but I don't think any of us thought that he was going to be in that role. So he played a little over 30 minutes in this game, and he did start generating some good attacking numbers. He had two shots Uh, i think he had one foul generated he had a handful of passes but it's really those shot numbers that you were looking at so he is generating and his dangerous dangerous shot generation so he was generating some of those chances i'm just not sure if his value is going to be as high as we had vela if he's not on set plays and if he's not playing as a playmaker because i'm probably going to want to go with cujo over rossi most of these times right there so even in that midfield spot where he has the option to get some clean sheet bonuses. I'm just not sure if how tempting of fantasy value he is. I'm actually more interested in seeing a little bit more from Aiden Morris and how maybe he plays in this next match for, for Columbus um, because he's had some, some point generation in the past. And if he becomes a bit more consistent in some of that playmaker role, his, his value is really low and could be, be a good addition there, but they still have other options there in the midfield that are that are working. So it's just going to be interesting to see how it lines up over there. For me, Columbus is still very much still a two-player team with that being Gressel and Cucho, though. So, uh, And going to chat real quick just to check to see what Chanjo said. Who is a Columbus fan? So leaning leaning to him to see what he's thoughts. And he and he agrees. So nothing, nothing really different to see there. But yeah, that was my take. On him and that game, super disappointed. And uh, we'll see what happens. Some of the, the big players for Cincinnati did come out at the end of the game because of getting ready for Open Cup. Yep. So we shall see what happens. Uh, next, I want to quickly touch on New York City FC versus 
Minnesota, because I know a lot of us picked up some of these Minnesota players hoping that there would be some good production, even on the road against New York City because of some of the, the value and the production that we expect from players like Reynoso, which did not yeah. happen. So I expected more from those big players. And the reality was they didn't. They didn't perform. Road is tough. City field is tough. And uh, it hurt. At least it hurt me. It hurt a lot of us with the fancy points there. The other expectation was Maxi Morales started. And I know people had kind of hyped this up. We had a little conversation last week of should we add him? Did you see his cute? Up? old man face in the lineup graphic though i did i did see old man max's <laughs> oh, face it just crushed me i was like not a, you know no new number new gray it's not even is he the same guy i don't know uh, uh, no no he, well it, it depends on where what year we're looking at for is he the same guy fantasy wise for me he is still the same guy as he was when he left the league. Sure. And that was not a maxi that I was super into yeah. adding to my team for fantasy value. So I think he got five points for 90 minutes, which is kind of below more than Reynoso got. Which which is yeah. fair for for their result, I would say, but but not what you would usually expect from a player quite like that. So um not much there for me. And kind of disappointing for Minnesota, but I'm still willing to keep going with with minnesota i still it's it's a coming back not the greatest matchup on the road uh, i think there's some some other opportunities for them may not really look as much towards those those forwards going to stick maybe mostly with with reynoso right now um but uh i think but uh gregor's is back and he got the goal yeah. so a nice little return there so another name in the on the list to to put there and then finally unless we decide to pick up for blaine slack I'm going to also mention Toronto-Montreal game because we did talk about briefly Montreal po possibly being a good option on the road this week because of a lot of the defensive woes that Toronto had gone through and some of the just slump in general they were they were experiencing even with scoring. Now, Montreal did come up with the win, so I feel like pointing them out was well, solid fantasy advice yeah. to, to on to. Uh, it's thanks to own goal, one of the all-time greatest scorers in MLS history. Um, but I think it was also very important to see that brace from Bernadeschi. We have Osorio back who was providing assists and his quality definitely contributed to some of that point production by Bernadeschi. Not willing to touch the defense in any way, shape, or form, especially with Johnson out, but to me, that maybe makes me willing to look at Bernadeschi as maybe a bench player yeah. in, in the right circumstances. So mm -hmm. so that was a nice takeaway for Toronto. And then I'm going to butcher the name completely, but they're in Montreal with... Um, that midi. The, he made the all-star team the midi. You yes. don't know who we're talking yes. about. You're Gionaire. not playing. Gionaire, something yeah. like that. Um, he, got, he also had a brace. He's been the best offensive producer for Montreal mm -hmm. the entire season. Not as consistent either. Uh, so I don't know if, again, enough of him as a fantasy standout to be a consistent player to your team, but maybe uh, a decent um, bench option as well. So a couple of mostly that game to me was uh, some bench situations, but M Toronto seeming like a team at, right now is as a good bet to bet against for scoring. Yeah. Yeah. I think as a as a group, the three of us have been a little more insigne and a little less Bernadette, but I think yeah. through the injuries and the coaching changes and the, you know, all of yeah. those things. I actually think that Bernadette has been the stronger fantasy producer. Um, I might be wrong if we, you know, go look through points, but um, it seems like that at least <laughs> recently pre break and stuff. Um, it's a bit of a reset for them right now. Yeah, for sure. I mean, at least I, for him, I had a very long conversation trying to talk my husband out of picking up the Montreal keeper. I feel like I had a brief conversation with Blaine about this too. He wanted, Montreal defensively and I last week and I said I don't pick defenses in Canada derbies I'll pick <laughs> offenses you know what I mean I just I just That's won't fair. um and so Spencer ended up going Montreal keeper didn't work out I actually tried to get a little cheeky and I threw a poku on my bench instead of um the Minnesota striker he only got three points and I didn't need him to come in anyways um but with the lineups and stuff, I thought, okay, I want in on this <laughs> Minnesota or Montreal attack, but uh, I don't want to pick up the midfielder, which in you know reflection would have been the best one to pick. But yeah, I don't know. Toronto's becoming 
a really tough team to know what to expect. Um, but I feel the same way about Montreal. So we'll just see how the next few weeks pan out. Um, you know, how the, how consistent those lineups stay. Um, but yeah, they're not, not exactly two teams I'm, I'm dying to get on board with, but if it is, it would be Bernard Ashkin, um, the Montreal midfielder who's named Tyler will spell out for us at some point, but not today. Um, how about your team do for myself? I got 91 points, which felt, uh, like I could have done more. I, I did end up with, uh, Lorea's one starting, which was a little, a little frustrating. Um, and then started Reynoso and Lucio. Those were the two big disappointments for me, but also got those token points, got the low end points. Um, I also had to pivot away from Gauld. Um, he was my captain and I already had Almada. I'd had him all week. Um, I had Brooks Lennon until the very, until I set my team for the day as well, but ended up changing him. Um, and so I, uh, I had to figure out who to captain and I was going back and forth between Espinoza or Almada and decided I don't, I don't want a heavy pick against my own team, even though I've already picked that player. Um, so went with the Espinoza captain, which was ended up being better by a point, right? He got eight points, just the goal and the minutes played. Um, so I wasn't too, too upset with 91. I went all my head to heads except for one. Um, and yeah, just kind of having to pivot, literally walking to the game with my family um, looking at my phone, trying to, trying to swap called out, make sure I message you guys and never, you know, all those things. Um, so it, it did pay off. I think, you know, Espinosa was a better captain choice. I wouldn't have captained the, pl- the players that got the most points on my team. I wouldn't have thought to captain them. Do you know what I mean? I'm not going to captain. Yeah. I'm not going to captain Lowen. Um, I should have, but you know, I didn't. So he was, a, it was ended up being a decent, decent choice. Um, some expectations versus realities on my end. Um, I wasn't able to watch the whole thing because I was going to the Seattle game, but Houston versus Portland, we talked about it. We talked about Hector Herrera. Um, a lot of people picked him up. Um, I saw a couple captain uh, armbands on him on some, on some people. Um, that five nil route was shocking. That was the reality. And that was not my expectation. I expected a comfortable win for Houston, maybe not a shutout, um, but not five goals. So unfortunately, um, for anyone who cares, uh, which is no one here, but um, <laughs> between the two of us, uh, that that was the last uh, last straw, and Cervici's out now. Which um, Reed and I were talking off air. I don't think that that firing will affect fantasy point production too much. I actually feel like it might open Evander up a little bit um, to kind of be the player we all thought he would be point production wise and has, has only been sporadically. Um, Great call out. But we'll, we'll see. So that was a big, a big interesting thing to come out today. Um, and, you know, I think we've seen a lot this season, kind of that new coach or, you know, old coach gone productivity. So just looking at Portland and trying to figure out where that might come from, um, I think will be interesting for, for point production. So, um, I'm definitely going to pique my interest and pay attention a little bit for the next couple games. Um, another expectation versus reality for me was St. Louis and Austin. Um, we talked about this a little bit. Uh, I expected St. Louis to get a shutout. I think a lot of us were talking Berkey or Parker. Um, I did not expect Lowen to bounce back that much. Three assists is a lot. Um, I was happy to see him healthy. I expected him to contribute, but 15 points was a great reality. There was no shutout, but there was nine goals in that game. It was bananas. If you haven't watched the highlights, um, Big Sam's two goals were crazy. Um, Giannaccini's goals were good. It was a, it was a goal fest. Like uh, some of those goals were bad defense, but a lot of those goals were just pretty. Um, so that was definitely something to take away. Uh, and then last and most least, uh, Seattle versus Atlanta. I honestly expected goals from both. I don't really know that I thought that Seattle would win. I was never on like a Yamar defensive train. I was never on a, you know, Seattle midi or, or striker train for this week. Um, I did not expect Gigi to do so well. Um, he was amazing uh, in that game uh, and really showed what he can do, you know, and on set pieces and things like that. Uh, I, was really impressed by him. Almada and Brooks also really showed out uh, for that game, which was definitely 
something we expect when we pick them up in fantasy, uh, but it wasn't really fun to see in person. So I honestly think, because I was talking through this with my husband this morning, there is not a game left on the Seattle schedule that unless there's some sort of a change that I want to pick up a player in fantasy for Seattle. Maybe if it's like a you're stuck with a keeperoo situation, um, but I just there's so little point production across the board from these guys right now. There's no goals coming in when they are. It's not consistent from who the midfield's not producing. The defense isn't keeping shutouts. Um, I don't think there's a matchup left that I am gonna end up being. You know, you should pick Seattle up for this for this reason. Uh, they just are look so bad. And I kind of hoped when coming back from the break, there would be some sort of a restructure. But uh, the names that we think of, you know, people are talking about, oh, should I replace Gauld with Ladero? And um, if anybody had asked me that, I would have said, absolutely not. I don't care that he scored a free kick in Leaks Cup. He is not producing anything. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know that I'm ready to say bet against. Right. I'm not I'm not quite sure that I'm there yet. Uh, but I I don't think I can bet on them, Reed, and that's I've never been in that position. That's a tough. That's new. How did you get? How did you get through it? Maybe you can give me some notes off air. But <laughs> yeah, we shall see. We shall see. It's I mean, it, it's it was easier for me starting out when I just had such low expectations coming in. Like you've gone from the high down to the low, yeah. Yeah. and you forget when Cincinnati first came into the league, I was sitting next to people in the stands where they were saying. We're going to redefine how this works. We're going to take it by storm. Open, yeah, USL. And I was just like, you guys have no idea what you're in for. Like, this is not how you build a team in MLS. Yeah. So, like, I was I was grounded. Like, everybody else was like, yes. And that was like, you, no, no, nope. I yeah. am I am along for the ride at this point, guys. So let's go. And it's it's fine. Uh, a couple of quick little shout outs. Since Blaine was not here, we'll touch on a couple other games just so we kind of get a full roundup. Have to go to the Vancouver uh, San Jose game because yeah. usually San Jose is is back and forth giving up goals, scoring goals. Uh, Vancouver just had some change up in some of their in their their players did not score at all. So San Jose got the clean sheet, and of course Christian Espinoza mm-hmm. came away with the goal, assisted by Abobasi. Uh, we've talked before about Cade Cowell's uh, impact on him. He was in this game 73 minutes, so uh, that was still there. Maybe transfer rumors around there, so we'll see yeah. what what the future holds. Uh, but Espinosa came away with an eight, pretty solid, which you would expect for such a low-scoring game there. So clearly still in uh, should be on your talking points where you're considering for San Jose on the road or at home. And uh, Vancouver is still just so inconsistent that without Gressel, Gold's the only one that I was looking to, but without him there, I, I'm not even sure. And he's not he's not definitely yeah. week-to-week top five. I, do, I will say I – I, I don't know why Richie LaRay was subbed at halftime. I don't know if it was like fitness, reintroduction to the team, injury. I, I honestly didn't see, I don't see him on Tyler's injury list, so I don't think it was injury. Um, I really did expect him to not fill the Gressel-sized hole, but to like kind of fill it, somewhat fill it, right? Um, Vancouver is a better team, I, I, I think, in the midfield um, than Toronto was, and he was doing fairly well there. So... Um, I, you know, I was a little disappointed to see him subbed. Um, it wasn't really on my radar. I thought it was bold to start him. Like I, I knew that about myself. Um, Mm -hmm. but I did think that he would do better, um, there than he did, but the scoreline didn't surprise me because Vancouver has been relatively solid defensively, just not as much recently at home. You know, we, we talked about that too, I think. Oh, Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to do two more real quick. Of course, I mean, Houston Dynamo 5-0, uh, you touched on on some of that. But uh, I just I just wanted to join in and just be like, holy cow, holy cow. Mm-hmm. That is that is quite the way to leave. But uh, I just had to add that little bit there. And the last one is uh, Chicago versus, versus Orlando. I know we had talked about Chihos maybe being one of our options. Uh, game updated, he was on a yellow card suspension that, that we had missed on Monday before that, that happened. So... That's again, this is what happens sometimes when coming back from that league's cup yeah. break, but not a great showing from Chicago at all. So maybe that coaching transition bump is starting to, to wane. Orlando came in there. Torres, the main player, one of the two usual ones that we're looking at from Orlando, 
had the expected uh, points that you would see there. And the points from Chicago came from defenders still. So yeah. um, Shakiri and others right there not producing like people had hoped. And so still just a lot of questions around there with that Chicago team. Uh, but Orlando still has has some fight to him. Is there anything else, actually that we've missed? Wanted to go to uh, the chat real quick? I don't think so. Not, you know, none of, like, real fantasy importance from last week. I don't think, you know, the Dream Team was very interesting, right? Um, Giochini, mm-hmm. Baird, Tanner Beeson, those aren't names that we're talking about very often. Those are kind of one-offs. But Gigi, Aiden Morris, Lovin, Chonier. I think we did it. Tolkien, Lennon, those are all people that we talk about on a pretty consistent basis. So um, I think we covered most of the recap. Excellent. All right. Well, then uh, we are going to move on to our uh, housekeeping section coming up right after this. All right, and welcome back to our housekeeping for round 23. We're going to skip the, the housekeeping update since Blaine's not here to give some of his, but people are doing fantastic uh, in the league. So, so excited with our ProRail this year. Looking forward to doing it next year. Going to move right into the round 23 details. Uh, so this one starts on Wednesday, and this is the rescheduled LAFC versus Colorado game. So everything starts Wednesday, August 23rd at 10.30 p.m. Eastern standard time and so uh the next rounds people are going to wait and saturday august 26th at 7 30 we have our normal slate of games 7 38 39 30 10 30 and then also we have one game on sunday august 27th at 4 30 p.m yeah. eastern standard time and that is minnesota versus seattle what all this means is we have one team on a double game week, and that is LAFC yep. going up against Colorado on Wednesday and then on the road to Charlotte on Saturday, and zero teams are on a bye, so everyone is playing. Now, if you're looking for switcheroo options, of course, you can head over to the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord and find lists of players who are still in the game but are no longer available, or you can look at some of those Minnesota and Seattle players probably going to be Seattle players that uh, you are going to be able to have on your team and you will absolutely know will not be playing. And so you can easily preview your bench to know who you want to switch in and switch out. And then just check up with that game to make sure they're not in your starting in the starting 18. So I think easy peasy. I could be wrong. I think Seattle is not great with defenders. If you go um, a defender, like a defender scrub. Um, sure. There's a, I think Ariaga is the only one that is safe uh, to, to not come in because he's been injured, but I know he's working his way back. The Seattle just doesn't have a lot of defenders on their roster, right? Uh, so yep. it's a, it's a dicey pick uh, there for scrubs, but Minnesota. Portland, Vancouver as well. On, <laughs> I think on Minnesota Saturday might be also be better because all four of Seattle's forwards come in and you're definitely not going to scrub a midi. So. Yeah, but you have options. Those are it's it's going to be this is going to be a really good round for some of your switcheroos and autoroos because we do have this yeah. um, this spread, so you'll be able to preview points. Especially with LAFC, you do have the ability to preview two games worth of points mm-hmm. before making some decisions about some of those later games. So definitely be sure to factor that into any of the strategy that you have for this round. In addition to the double game week and the Wednesday start, we have four teams that are playing in U.S. Open Cup semifinal games on Wednesday as well. My FC Cincinnati versus Miami, as well as Houston versus RSL. I already mentioned that Cincinnati did a little bit of rotation near the end of their Hell is Real Derby game, uh, very likely because they're prepping for this Miami game, uh, but also look to see what happens with Houston, Real Salt Lake, and Miami as well because they've got more games coming down the pipeline, especially Miami with Messi, who has some games coming up next week as well so definitely going to be thinking about legs and rotations for all of those teams as they're as they're coming in we do have a a quick update uh, as always thank you to tyler for providing us with some injuries and suspensions michael bradley returns uh, for the first time since week seven also i believe miazga should be coming back for cincinnati in in their game i believe he was on a yellow card suspension last week but um, you can check out an open cup and see how he looks if you're thinking 
about something there, but that's another one I wanted to point out because Cincinnati definitely hurting with their defense this week. Uh, yellow card accumulations. We have Washington from Nashville who got a red. We have Picolet from Nashville who got a red. We have Nwobodo from Cincinnati who is on yellow card accumulation. Kyle Duncan from Red Bulls. Um, Trita from TFC. Veneta from Chicago. And Blom from St. Louis. All of those are uh, yellow card accumulations or red cards. Not going to be there. And then some big name injuries. We have Van Zier with Red Bulls. And uh, I'm so sorry, Christian. Halongne. Uh, long way i think it's a long that's, way i think we talked that's about yeah we'll go with that for minnesota uh one of the forward options there up on the right side right wing i believe mm-hmm. right there so uh not a lot to, to have to worry about so just check the uh the lineups check the updates you can see the information also on on mls that did update late last week not unusual uh but some of the changes did come in i know after our our show so if you want to be up to date be sure to head over to MLSFantasyBoss.com slash Discord, and then head over to our Discord channel. It's free, it's fun, and you can go down to the Fantasy Tools section in our main Fantasy Chat, and right there we have the Mega Reference, which is where we get a lot of this information about call-ups and injuries and suspensions and players who are no longer in MLS but still in the game, so the super safe switcheroos that all those positions, you can go in there and, and check it all out to just help uh, with your fantasy general planning and it's all for free again fantasy tools over at the mls fantasy boss discord channel uh checking up yes uh yeah i see some people trying to tell me how to pronounce this but it just is what it is guys it it. it is what it is we either have to have tyler come on there to say it we make blaine do it otherwise you'll you'll hear me uh skip through some of this and uh, don't at me because it's it's not going to get better it's not going to get better that's part of it now uh so yeah that's the updates that we have uh, but I know what you guys have really come for is to hear some of our early previews about players for round 23. And we're going to get into that coming up next. All right. Welcome back to our final segment of the show, talking about our early player targets for round 23. Starting as always with keepers and defenders. Ashley, who are you looking at? Um, I'll tell you who I'm not looking at. Jordi Petrovic, because clone going to Chelsea. Uh, that's confirmed if Fabrizio says it, it's happening. Uh, so New England Revolution, defense, taking a hit. Uh, great for him, not for fantasy. Uh, the keeper I am considering just for the two bites at the apple and because the keeper on the single game week I wanted the most, I can see both of the LAFC games before he plays. So I'm going to do McCarthy to DSC. Um, I think that, Saint, like I said, I think St. Clair has the best shutout um possibility that game's on a sunday i can see any other keeper uh that i want to before his game so that's definitely who i'm going with the keeper um for defenders uh some of the players i put in first were gressel and lennon and palacios i'm normally more of a hollington uh but i'm going mob mentality this week i'm not sure why i normally fight i actually don't think i picked palacios up all year i always go hollington uh i am nervous about barrial because of open cup um i think if he is starting i'll take him because i like that matchup at home against nycfc they won't have had any travel right because inter miami is coming to you uh so definitely going to pay attention to it before before putting him in but i think that that's definitely consideration and then my other two outlier uh defenders are any minnesota player probably boxel uh and I'm going to go ahead and do it, and I know I'm going to get a lot of shit, but Jordi Alba. If I'm considering Barrial, I'm considering Jordi Alba. Um, he is probably the second player I'm most interested in in fantasy for Miami coming out of what I've watched in Lynx Cup. So I don't know how they're going to rest. I don't know how they're going to rotate. Miami is not a very deep team. So... I will get to this a little bit more in minis because I have a mini rant against people who aren't picking up Messi this week. But uh, those two are kind of who I'm considering to fill that last spot um, between, you know, the other the other four. So and somewhere in there I need to find a scrub, but I'll get to that when I need to. 
Yeah, we're on on the same page when it comes to keepers. I mean, that's that is just the ideal yeah. keeper pairing for any kind of switcheroo. You will absolutely be able to see. And again, for those of you still learning this, start with McCarthy on your bench. That yeah. will let you preview both of his points before deciding if you want him to come into your team. And if you're going to do it that way, the 7:30 game, which is what LA has on the road to Charlotte ends around 9.30, so you could theoretically go with RSL versus Houston Dynamo. I don't know why you would want to do that. I think both of those teams have the potential to score. Both of them are playing an Open Cup on the weekend, so who knows what rotation you're going to have. The safer games during Saturday are, of course, LA versus Chicago and Portland versus Vancouver. Uh, maybe the LA game could, could offer you some options, but I think the chalk keeper that you're going to see is going to be um, McCarthy to Dane St. Clair. That's that's when it's going to be. Not, both not bad matchups at all. You could look at some of the 830 games if you wanted to, if you don't need to see all of – if it's if they do horrible, if LAFC does horrible against Colorado, then mm-hmm. you're, you're opened up. You have that option. Yeah. You could see if you want to even risk the Charlotte game and maybe go with – with something else uh, on on this list, but I feel like LAFC to to Minnesota is is a solid, uh, good a good pick, regardless if it's chalk or not. I think it's a good pick for this fantasy round. Um, I'm also on a pretty much the same page as you are with defenders. I'd add or long with Blasios if you're looking at uh, the LA options. I'm not sure if there's going to be any rotations because of this, but but I do like center backs uh, for th- for this match, so we'll see what happens there. But yeah, one of those players. Could be there. Alba, also a player that I quickly added. My team as well. I've seen some of his production during League's Cup that that I find uh, appealing. But I'm looking at at the tired legs as well for for this Open Cup. So much for this Open Cup. It's just going to have to wait and see what these lineups look like. You could maybe even go with with Philadelphia this week against DC. They didn't have a strong showing. That that could be a nice nice road. I don't want to touch New England, but I don't like Montreal's defense enough to think that maybe someone like Heel couldn't couldn't score. Sure. I'm not sure about that defense. I worry about Messi for Red Bulls. Otherwise, Red Bull tends to be a keeper rue that I like. Mm-hmm. But that lineup, if if there is some rotation with with Miami, then I think Red Bulls do become a tempting option that you that you could even consider for for a bench play yeah, as a defender. I don't know. I've watched Messi sub on a score, unlike any human being that's ever existed. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. I, I Red Bull's defense has been pretty solid, but I maybe I've got too much uh instead of rose colored glasses, it's Miami pink colored glasses, but I, I'm not picking up a defense against against Miami right now. So that's fair. No, that's that's totally fair. Yeah. Um I'm just saying, I'm just kind of go I'm looking through yeah. the lineups, looking at some of the options, sure. like we talked about in our in our filler episode, sure. just our first our first take first pass as we're going through and and looking at some of these teams, these are what's yeah. what's coming through the, through the mind. So, uh, but that's where I'm at. I think you have some other options, but we'll see. Some of the chalk definitely yeah. going to be there. Who are you looking at for midfield? Uh, I also I wanted to point this out at the top of the the picks, and I forgot. I'm sorry that there's only two more rounds for this Champions League window. So, oh, good call out. When you're looking at picks, um, I'm gonna say chalk is not your friend. If you're someone like me on the bubble i am close enough to touch but not close enough to be in uh for this last window i think it's really important that you kind of the the picks that i'm giving here might not always go along with what i'm saying but um if you go all chalk i don't think you'll get into fantasy it says round 24 the game no sorry no no, i was looking at i was looking at my bonus um but yeah two rounds left uh including including this upcoming one so uh, make sure that you're keeping that in the back of your mind if if you have yet to get in and you're and you're close. Uh, for midfielders, again, considering rotation, uh, I'm looking at Lucho. I'm looking at Reynoso, even though he just let a lot of us down this past week. I think he has he plays well against Seattle. I think that that will be a good home game for him for sure. Um, I like Almada, and I I hear I hear it, but I am not here for this messy not getting picked talk. If you want to put him on your bench because he might not start, fine. But uh, there is not a week I won't pick him up unless I know that he's not playing. 
So yes, I'll have a fallback for him. Um, but it's been like an actual conversation that I've seen that people are, are intentionally not picking him up. And I think that that's just ludicrous. So he's on my team. I also might bench him just in case I have to pivot, but it's a, it's a four thirty game or seven 30 for most of you. It's a four 30 game. So if he's not starting, you just pick any of the other middies that are kicking off at four 30 and there's many of them, you know, that, that you could pivot to. So I don't know. I don't get it. If he's not, if he's on the bench, I might put him on my bench and still keep him because I think that there's a lot that he could do. A lot of it depends on open cup, how open cup goes. Do they sub him? Do they not? Um, You know, we watched part of his press conference and he doesn't seem like he wants to rest. He doesn't seem like he wants to not play on turf. The dude's here to play. So he's on my team this week. And I think if you're talking yourself out of it, you're overthinking it. Um, but the last, the fifth spot on my team in midfield, I I've kind of gone back and forth about, um, P- Ricky Pooge, I'm definitely considering that matchup. I like this week. Um, you know, galaxy haven't been the most consistent, but Chicago is not good defensively, um, especially away from home. I think that you could look at Diego Rossi if he's starting, how is he fitting in? Um, I kind of agree with your, with your point earlier though, is, is Aiden Morris the better midfielder with Zella gone? I think he, he might be. Um, but I remember a lot of, you know, the Diego Rossi of old and I, yes, he wasn't on, he wasn't on set pieces then he wasn't, you know, Bella was, so he was still a huge point producer without, you know, being the Zella. So I'm interested to see, uh, you know, what that looks like against Toronto and then, uh, Mukhtar and also, um, sorry, Mukhtar and also Evander have been kind of on my outer, outer watch, but, uh, you know, Evander is at home, you know, fill in coach against the Cascadia team. How does he step up? Um, Mukhtar is on the road against a decent team. How does he play? Uh, so, you know, that last spot for me is, is kind of in flux, but, um, the first four are, are definitely locked in. Just sorry, just putting in a mm-hmm. chat. No, I was just putting in a chat right here because you mentioned uh, Mukhtar and I haven't seen Christian say something about, about him being on the road. Just because I feel like that's like the bat signal for him yeah. in chat. Um, right. Again, we're on the same same wavelength right here. Uh, Messi, Rain, Almada were three of the first players that I threw in into my team um as chat pointed out there could be something to be said about new york red bulls having some success at shutting down playmakers during the season but uh but it's messy and he has been helping others on that team also open up so if you spend too much time focusing on him what's that going to do to the team but uh, i agree this is this is the first week we have the option to put Messi in our team uh i want to see what happens with open cup and and just to see what what that lineup looks like i don't know if i have him on the team if he's not in the starting um, but we'll we'll see what happens. But I do think, yeah, definitely worth the call out. Uh, the Rossi conversation is is good, and I'm curious where people end up sitting with that one because it is Toronto, as you pointed out. They did ship goals last week. Their defense is very suspect, goalkeeping suspect. And so if they're if it's going to be handing out goals, yeah. I think Rossi's going to be up to have his name in the pot for for doing that. He did have some dangerous dangerous chances, uh, and, it, and it won't always just be. Vicucho, so uh, but we'll see but yeah on the long I, I don't know if that's it Mukhtar doesn't make my list uh, I think I definitely do like Lucho over that uh, especially since he's likely still going to be angry from that Columbus game potentially also angry from Open Cup as well um, yeah. but uh, I'm just very wary of Mukhtar on the road uh, I think I'd rather go with some other offensive choices we can mention in a second uh, but I also I mentioned it earlier. I'd I'd be game to entertain even a heel before that uh, against Montreal. Fit though, because I just haven't seen it. I'm not saying he's not, but he didn't play in their last Leagues Cup game, and he wasn't in the 18 because he was hurt. So I just mm-hmm. haven't done my due diligence to make sure that he's 90 minutes fit. There's some time. We we can see what happens. But I, I'd be interested if he's in the lineup of entertaining him before I would uh, really be leaning towards towards Mukhtar mm-hmm. right there. Um, and then I guess the other name that I do have also on my list worth mentioning is, is Ruiz 
over with with RSL against against Houston. Uh, he's had a lot of form, a lot of success with them. Going to chat real quick. Anything? Yeah, nothing. I'd like the Evander shout out. That's I think that that would be a very yeah. interesting uh, bench bench play this week because we did have so much much hope in him at the beginning of the season, and it's just it's just not panned out. And maybe it's been coaching. Maybe it's been coaching all this time. Uh, but let's talk about forwards. Who do you have, Ashley? Uh, this one was a little, a little easier for me. Buanga Kucho right out of the gate. Um, the third spot has been a little bit of a back and forth. I, yeah, I know it sounds like I'm going full train and I kind of am, but Yosef is definitely someone I considered as a bench striker. I might use that third striker spot as a scrub. Um, I think Severino for, for RSL is, is another decent shot, but they also have open cup midweek. So what does that look like for them? Um, so Yeah. It's uh, Buongo, Cucho, and then kind of up in the air after that. Uh, Chad was just saying that Ruiz is out for the season, which another one that I missed. It's on Reddit this week, you guys. Sorry. I'm, I'm on Reddit this it's week as MLS Reddit. Fantasy Intern. That's that's what it is. Fantasy Intern here. Uh, defenders, yeah, the the chalk this week, definitely going to be Buongo and Cucho. Um, after that, it, it definitely changes. Uh, Surge is one that I did think you could potentially like go with. Yep, I like him a lot. I am not huge of on the Atlanta defense, and so while while Mukhtar may be kind of rough on the road, I'd be willing to maybe take take a shot at him. Uh, maybe maybe this is a round where you're going to go with three forwards. I don't know. It's going to be it's going to be interesting, but I think I would throw his name on that list as well. Um, after that, I I really I really don't know where you would go. I, I think the forward options are are kind of limited this week for for some quality ones right there yeah well, let's wrap everything else up with captains get through this one quick so who is your captain right now ashley i think right now it's on belonga because i think he'll play both and i like him the most of the lafc players i think that there's a lot of opportunities for captains this week um i will admit that i'm not gonna ca- i want a captain messi so bad just because it's my first opportunity to do it, but I don't think it's the right time to do it at all. Um, so I don't know. Maybe he, maybe for some reason he doesn't start an open cup. I don't know. Maybe there's a world where you could, but uh, it's Buwanga for me. And I think that, like I said, I think there's other options that make sense and are reasonable, but that's the one that's the most practical to me at the moment. So I'm going to give myself a little break about Reese. He did just have knee surgery. He is is out. That was just updated eight days ago, and I was not paying attention to RSL because they were not playing last week, and he is still as a green dot. So yeah, I just I didn't even look look up for injury news there. So I'm going to give myself a pass, even though others may not. But it is what it is. Uh, Captain's really tough for me yeah. this week again. Boanga is the chalk it is the easy go-to because the double game right there the conversation as usual talks about rotation what's what's that going to look like but those matches just seem so good mm-hmm. going against colorado at home and then on the road to to charlotte which which is definitely they can they can be kind of tough they they're not just a run you over you run them over team yeah but I, I still like it. They, they've given up a lot of goals as well. So this this uh, it's two good matchups. I don't think he doesn't play in one of them. I don't know if he goes ninety yeah. in both, but I think I think we're looking at over one twenty. Yeah, for sure for these two games. And so I just I like it a lot. I don't care for their midfield, which would be normally where I would go for a double like this. Um, so that would be it. But the, the question comes down to. Do you go with double LAFC over Messi? If I, if you can tell me, that's the thing, right? So if you're going to captain Belonga, you got to do it on Wednesday. If you can tell me in your crystal ball that Messi's starting at Red Bull, I'm going to captain Messi. But then I have to pivot to another single game week player, and no one feels as confident to me single game week as Belonga does. And then the big element that people are talking about in chat is that it's cross-country travel for LA yeah. after the home game. You know game. what? Dini Bowanga hopped off a plane from Gabon and came in as a sub and scored. Travel <laughs> does not affect that man. 
That's not a thing. Oh. I understand that it's a thing, like, statistically, like, when we look at matchups, but, like, Travel and Deniba Wanga don't matter. Like, he did the same thing when he came home from a different tournament. He's played that day. Like, he got home the night before, and he started the next day, and he scored. So, if we're talking about any other LAFC player, I'm like, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'm not loading up on LAFC this week. I don't, I don't think. I Maybe I will. But, I don't know. I think that going to Charlotte, to me, does not impact the belongingness of it all, if that makes sense. I love it. I love it. The belongingness. I love it. No, it seemed like you had some uh, some opinions about that one, so I wanted to set you up for it and did not yeah. disappoint. Have you had some some strong opinions tonight that have been fantastic? So good, good quality content right here. Uh, yeah. So that's what it's going to be. If it, I think it's pretty much going to come down to Bawanga as the number one captain, and see if anyone wants to go to the differential right there. The captain's poll will be interesting to see what we have happen in uh, the the Discord rankings this week. So we'll see. Um, as we get closer to, I guess, Wednesday. So we'll see what happens. Maybe we just still put put it out on Friday. That's that's far too much time. I'm sorry, Christian. We don't have to do it by Wednesday. It, it'll be there. We'll, yeah. it'll, just ha- it'll just be what it is, and we'll, we'll go from there. So and we'll do an informal poll on Twitter and see what happens. Well, that's all that we have for the show tonight. So happy everyone could join us as we're kind of getting back into the flow, getting back into the normal uh, lineup of what we talk about each week. And so let's round up everything with plugs, Ashley. Um, gosh, I don't really have one this week. I didn't, I didn't come ready, ready and loaded. Not, not even for the World Cup. I'm not gonna shop. Like, no, I'm so sad. Um. Okay. Okay, it's fine. Then, I don't know. Okay. I don't yeah. Brooks Lennon. Brooks Lennon. My plug is Brooks Lennon. But even that, I don't really believe because he beat my teams. I care more about my team than. <laughs> so it happens. Yeah. It it happens. He's a long time ago. Told me. There we go. For me, as as usual, uh, MLSFantasyBoss.com and the MLS Fantasy Discord, the premier community for uh, MLS Fantasy game. Uh, it's it's. I just made that up. It's the best community. It's it's definitely the largest community, and it's one that if you're interested in this game, you should come in and be a part of. If you're here, you probably already are. But if you have friends who are not, let them know. Don't don't hold the secrets for yourself. We are far enough into the season that you don't have to worry about that anymore. Let your friends know. Come on out. Be a part of this community. It is so much fun. MLSFantasyBoss.com slash Discord. Uh, and also all of the great content that comes from there. Uh, Skyler, when he's able, because he's got a big person job now, uh, to have his differentials. Uh, to be fair, last week, there was not a lot to be differential about because of the limited number of teams. So uh, a little bit of an ask for him there. Uh, but Christian, with his his dutifully posting our player polls as well, uh, a very popular part that we have to see how we compare to Skyler's rankings as well so it's so much fun multiple ways for you to get involved uh with this community please do come on out and check it out because it's it's just great to continue to see it grow Uh, but we'll be back with you next week with how everything goes and maybe we'll have blaine joining us but until then as always good luck Mm -hmm.